We're here at the start where the words fall apart, where language is lost in the wind. The syllables sway in an ancient ballet. The meaningless sounds that we sing. What's up, everyone? I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of World Walkers, and welcome to our newest episode. Before we get started, I want to let you know that I am super excited for 2021, and I know there's a lot going on, and (laughs) there's evidence that we shouldn't be, but no, I really think that this is our chance to take everything that we survived in 2020 and kind of flip it around. And so I hope, before we get into anything else, that all of you take a chance and just understand that uh, we went through too much last year <laughs> for this year to suck. So me personally, I'm trying to take this as a challenge. I'm trying to make sure that uh, whatever else is happening and going on, that I'm taking every opportunity I can to sit down and focus and look forward. And I hope that you all do too. Now, one of the things that I want to bring up is that we're in year five of World Walkers, and that is like crazy to me. I'm still trying to conceptualize how we all got to this point. Having said all that, I want to make this year the best year for World Walkers. If you have the means, if you have the capability, if you have the interest, maybe step on over to patreon.com slash worldwalkers. We're doing a lot of cool things there right now. Uh, There are bonus lore deep episodes that you can get when you're a patron. You get access to behind the scenes stuff. Some people uh, even take it a step further and they actually play inside one of the games that I'm running so they can be a part of the World Walkers lore themselves. It's because of all of you that I have, you know, a little personal, but it's because of all of you that I can do what I'm doing now. And that's awesome. But it's also because of you that World Walkers is out there and touching so many lives. I feel like the community that we have right now is so important. I know it was important to me last year. I mean, you guys know some of the stuff that I personally went through. I'm sure you went through just as much. And I really think that, you know, this isn't just a podcast anymore. This this is a scene. This is a community. And there's so many things that I want to do this year. And I mean, I'm I'm going to do them. I'm going to fight like hell to do everything I can. But with your support, who knows what we're going to be able to take care of? Who knows what we're going to be able to handle? So if you have the means uh, and interest, patreon.com slash worldwalkers. And if you don't, do not go there. <laughs> I will find you. I will take care of you personally. This is not the time uh, to to put yourself in a worse position. Let, let's all get ourselves what we need to in 2021. So I think we got a lot of cool stuff going on there. I'm really excited to share with you where World Walkers is going in 2021. So um, yeah, take a look over there. See if it's a, uh, of any interest. But with all of that out of the way, as they call it in the podcasting world, the housekeeping. Once I heard that term, it ruined. I mean, I stopped doing dishes. I hate that term so much. Let's get into this episode. I think uh, some of you have been waiting for the things that are about to drop in this episode. 
So let's go ahead and get right into this episode. Um, last time on World Walkers, the group had... Um, <laughs> you haven't listened to it, I feel bad, Shannon. Uh, I went through a lot. They came together. <laughs> they formulated a plan, uh, one that they felt confident, one proposed by Harold that the group is now prepared to live and die by. Or, I mean, live or die by, sorry. Um, <laughs> live and die, yes. It's weird. <laughs> they found their way to uh, Stardust and the Dreaming Tree itself, where they were able to meet Patch, the Endless Dream. Tristan uh, was just stunned the whole the time. The whole time, yeah. She was meeting her, just like, her Whoa. daddy. <laughs> oh, man. Um, a lot of uh, co- exposition was had between the group. Um, a lot of important details, really. A lot of important <laughs> details that only one person doesn't know. And the yeah. group um, was essentially given access to the Dreaming Tree to travel uh, to the destinations they best saw uh, fit. And that meant that Greg was being sent to speak to someone known as the Architect and hope they could recruit him to their side. Meanwhile, Shannon, Vernon... We're off. Shannon and Vernon. Yeah. I read your (laughs) name and then didn't look at Nathan's thing. Meanwhile. uh, Tristana and Nathan. Nope. Yeah. (laughs) That's not right. Trishana, actually, what we learned. We learned that your name is Trishana, according to Wes. You've been Trishana for a He said it the whole game. And at the end, I was like, are you saying Trishana? He goes, yeah, why? Yeah, what's wrong with that? Is that, that's not, is that not her name? (laughs) So, um, with that. We follow Greg as you wander the branches of the Dreaming Tree. You walk across the island and even past the island over the seas. Before you know it, the sky kind of um, gives way. And what I mean by that is that it was a beautiful, uh, deep blue ocean of a sky. But within time, it kind of gains a, a different texture where once... It felt endless. It now uh, seems to grow with the appearance of stars in a much more organized fashion in some senses than what you previously saw. And as you continue to journey, you find yourself not walking endlessly amongst these branches, but finding yourself suddenly um, without balance as you stumble over these old knotted branches and find yourself inside a really thick tree. No longer do you feel that you're gracefully walking slightly underneath the stars. You've walked under the branches of a tree, one that might not be able to hold your weight for too long. <laughs> um, so wait, I'm inside of it or I'm in the branches of it, you said? You're in the branches of a tree. Okay. Like you went from walking um, this beautiful branch-like pathway to just being like you climbed up inside a tree. Right. Okay. Um, first, I'm going to look and see how high up am I. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm about 15 feet. <laughs> okay. There are uh, people below that's... you, but they don't seem to have noticed you. Um, They don't seem to notice who... Can, how many people are? Is it like, am I in like the middle of a forest or? You're just in this big tree. You're not quite sure. It's a couple kids underneath the tree, though. 
You know, he's just gonna kind of... Well, it's just some kids. He's just gonna drop down and slow fall so I don't take any damage. <laughs> and just drop down, like, behind these kids if possible. <laughs> Alright, so you monk fall into the ground. Superhero landing. Stick it. <laughs> There's a great deal of confusion as two people turn around. You thought they were kids because of how small they were, <laughs> but they might be really tiny old people. It's a little confusing for half a second. Um, the individual that you land directly behind, uh, he seems a little frazzled. He has um, kind of a curlyish, messy, uh, moppish gray hair. And he has a uh, a red tunic on. It's kind of tucked in. Uh, the, the shirt underneath is tucked in. He has these black slacks. He seems to have a traveler's pack with him. And he's got a ring on each hand. Next to him uh, is another individual. She is about his same height. And they both have a lot of laugh lines. They're definitely older. Um, and... She's wearing just a simple simple traveler's cloak, and she has a satchel over her uh, shoulder, and she has that same kind of, um, I want to say exactly the same kind of hair, but um, she definitely has this um, kind of old curly hair, white, that's pulled back into a bit of a half ponytail, and she's got some uh, spectacles on. She's like, you know, like reading, reading style. They're kind of cut in half, and... Uh, they both look at you as you crash into the ground and then stand up because you're not hurt. Mm-hmm. They slowly look up <laughs> at you. Hi. Uh, sorry to sorry if I scared you. It's just sort of dropping in. <laughs> um. They look where... at each other and then they look back at you. Uh, could you tell me whereabouts uh, I am right now? Where are we at? One more Hello. look at each other. And they both say in unison, the Valley of the Stars? Valley of the Stars. On Rolanus? Slow nods. Oh, good. All right. I'm in the right, at least the right world. Um, are there like peop- other people around here? I'm look. I'm sort of, uh, I'm sort of looking for somebody. Uh, yeah, there's, there's other people. Well, they're over there, and they point over. You see, there are um, there are many small houses. Like they're very quaint, they're well kept, but they're by no means extravagant. And each one of them has people who are walking out of their doors and stacking boxes and bags as they are preparing to do something. You're not quite sure. I forget. Did did Patch tell us Tompkins' name? What did he just tell us? He, that did. he did, right? Whenever he talked about him, he said Tompkins. And he said it with affection, so. Yeah. So may- maybe you guys can help me. Maybe you know. Other people are starting to notice you. And they are slowly walking around here, too. The rest of what seems to be a village. Uh, do you know anybody or you've heard anybody named uh, Tompkins by any chance? And the uh, the first individual straightens up and looks real tough, like so tough. You're not going to want to mess with him. He's, oh my uh-huh. God, what a beast oh. of a man. Oh. And he says, who who wants to know? Uh, well, my name's Greg. And uh, I was just looking for this Tompkins fella. Uh, really and the lady next to him says, got- he died tragically. 
no more than five moons ago. He died? Yeah, exploded. Oh, wait, exploded? How did he- Exploded. Oh my gosh. I know. Well, that's what we're trying to figure out, too. This could be a really bad. And then the guy, the the, the, the first one, he says, he was well-loved. He was so oh, well-loved. Everyone's crying. It's so sad. I, I'm sure. This, did you did you know him? He was my best friend. I'm, I'm really sorry for your loss. Oh, I mean, you must God. be really just heartbroken. That's that's really tough, buddy. I'm, I'm I so sorry. I haven't been able to think since he died. I'm sure it's it's really hard when you lose a loved one, I know. Well, um, my condolences, really, uh... Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, I don't know what we're gonna do now. You sure? He died. You Gosh, sure? Oh, God, it's gross. The other people in the village are slowly looking at him, confused. Uh, I wonder if it's the same Tompkins I was looking for. Oh, it has to be. I, I, was, the, was this guy, like, uh... Handsome? Was he like really good at building stuff, like architect he, type? Of? Uh, um, I mean, he had he had he had he had workers' hands, just like cracks in his in his in his like fingertips and stuff. He probably worked out a lot too. But was he like <laughs> like an arch? Was he like an architect though? Like building I mean, stuff. I knew him pretty well, and I, anything he wanted to do, he could do because he was so good at everything. So. I'm so sorry. What was your name? My name? Mm-hmm. Eleanor. <laughs> Ele- uh, you- Eleanor? Yeah, that was my father's uh- name. And he's just, he's just his eyes squint and he just looks like... Argh! At this point, can Greg, can, I, can Greg roll insight? Or does yeah, go for it. <laughs> okay. Like up until then, it was like okay, but then it's like the okay, woman yeah. next to him is flabbergasted. <laughs> oh, I actually rolled well. It's an eighteen. <laughs> he might be trying to hide something. Yeah. Eleanor, huh? Yeah. What are you sexist? Oh no, absolutely not. That's my son. Like I call him Lucy. <laughs> um. He laughs. And then he feels bad. I mean, it's a, it's a nickname, but uh, anyway, um, is there something you yeah you, you're not telling me here, buddy? I, I'm, look, yeah, I'm just I'm not. Honestly, I don't mean this. yeah, there's a lot I'm not telling you. Look, I don't mean your friends harm or nothing. Well, it's too late because he's he's gone. He blew up. I feel like you're not telling me the truth, buddy. Why would I lie to you? I don't know. You fell out of a tree. You obviously mean business. I didn't expect to come out of a tree. That was kind of, uh... I mean, I guess it makes sense because I was traveling in a tree, so I guess it makes sense that I would then come out of a tree. They just look at each other again. I guess in hindsight, that sort of checks out. Good tree a tree. Um... But either way... Look, I just... I really need to find this Tompkins guy. I we It's really important that I find him. Good luck. We're we're kind of in the middle of something here. So C- couldn't you help me? I mean, look, it What do you It's a matter the, of The lady next to him says, "What are you looking for him for?" 
one, we need his help, and two, we kind of want to make sure he's protected. Why would he need protected? And then the, the gentleman next to her says, like, well, he's he doesn't need it now. He's splatted. Right. But if he did need it, why would he need protection? Look, I don't know how much you guys know about... Precious little at this point. Precious little, he says. About about nightmares? Do you know anything about those? I've slept before. That's not what I mean, though. If you know, if you know what I mean, you know. I mean, like, the living embodiment of nightmares and torment. His eyes are closed and he's just upset. Go on. Well... Tompkins might have mentioned something about this to me in his final hours. <laughs> right. Well, um, we're worried that they're going to try to hurt him or take him while they're trying to take over everything. They're, they're making a lot of moves and we're trying to... Mummerings at that point throughout the entire village. Perception the, the, check if you want to try to listen in on them. Yeah, yes. Uh, my perception. Uh, fifteen. Just a little bit. You hear, like, you're like, I told you, that's why we're doing that. I just, I don't know what you thought of but this is, this is what I'm talking about. That's why I don't even know what you're being. So, that's what you hear. Are you guys, you guys already know about this? They set up and they look at you. They're frozen. I'm look, I, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Dreamwalkers. It sounds like the lady next to him says that we should probably all talk. I mean that's why we're all here anyway, so That would be very helpful if we could talk, yes. And then the person next to him is like Okay. Thank you. In Tompkins memory, of course. Right, right, of course. And so he walks away. There's actually a large fire that's been built. And it looks like there's there's all kinds of seats that have been put together um, haphazardly. It's not like they had like a ceremonial uh, furniture section. There's sometimes there's mm-hmm. boxes. Sometimes there's bags that have been shaped like bean bags. Sometimes there's logs. But all around this fire, there are dozens upon dozens of places to sit. And... It looks like they're ready to. They just hadn't yet. And so you're led over to a seat. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to sit as the rest of them continue their preparations. And you're told, just, just stay there. And if you can stay there and show us that you can, you can listen, then you can sit down and share with us what you need to before you leave. Uh, sure, sure. Do you guys have, like, any food or drink or something I can... Yes, we do. And they walk away. Are, are you bringing it back or just... <laughs> nope. Okay. <laughs> they just thought they were being super rude. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, eventually some they bring over some some meat and some, some potatoes. Thank you. Thank you. I, mm-hmm. I appreciate it. There's a very large... Seri- there's a number of pots off to the side. They seem to be boiling and creating something. And he'll he'll sit there and patiently and kind of watch what they're doing, try to like, like what preparations they seem to be making. 
Sure, sure. So you can make an investigation check if you would like to. No investigation, but I rolled an 18, so. Wow, right on. They are taking things out of their houses, not putting them in. Like everything out? Mm-hmm. Okay, where are they putting them? In travel bags and boxes. Oh, okay, so they're all leaving. Gotcha. That's what it looks like. Okay. Yep, you're able to take a, a second to kind of take in your view. The night sky is open and beautiful, and mm-hmm. you find yourself in the middle of this rich, beautiful valley. That's where all this is happening. Like the Valley of the Stars, it is a valley. Um, there is a small river not too far away that glistens in the moonlight. You can hear just these these beautiful sounds. They, they are naturistic in origin, but they don't sound exactly like what you would hear in a normal forest. Um, mm-hmm. softer coos there's almost a um, a melody that plays throughout the valley as, as you hear these whatever these creatures are call out the night sky but you continue to wait and it's not too long before the people of the valley all halflings oh. come together and slowly begin to fill the seats Eventually, the two individuals that you met originally, they sit by you as well. Mm-hmm. And the gentleman explains to you, he's like, you have to understand that this is a private uh, gathering. Oh. And it only happens once a year. So go ahead and say your piece, but then we kind of have to get down to business. Sure, sure. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't realize there was something going on here. Um, well, uh, you guys seem to know a little bit about nightmares then? Or what's going on, I take it? They all look confused. Only the one you talk to seems to. Oh, just him? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Give me an insight check. Yeah. Natural 20. They're all liars. Holy shit. They're all liars. <laughs> They're, okay. They've got pretty good bluff faces, but... So, yeah, you guys you guys all know. I, I can tell. Look. I don't know how much you know about what's going on currently. But things are getting real bad. I mean, the curious has been taken... I'm assuming maybe... I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll assume you don't know that, but... The Curious has been taken, and... The nightmares are... They're stronger, they're smarter. They're starting to... Starting to do things that we never even imagined them doing, or thought was possible. They're... they're I saw them start to try to take a whole city... Recently. A whole city! And some of my friends have seen a vision of the future where they have taken over everything and just make everyone suffer so that they can feed off of it. And that's what they're working towards. We don't know exactly how they're going to go about it, but we need to stop them. And in order to do that, we need Tomkin's help. And 
on top of that, Patch we rest his soul. Uh, the guy behind you says. He says, "Patch rest his soul." Mm-hmm. The, the, right. the person you've been talking to the whole time. <laughs> we we have to make sure this Tompkins is okay first of all because. If the nightmares are as smart as they seem to be, I think they'll try to come get him. I mean, he's the only one that we know of that can rebuild Mercurius, possibly, or anything. So if they're smart, and they are, they'll they'll come for him. So we have to, we gotta make sure first and foremost that he is safe. And then after that, he may need his help. You may have to rebuild some things. So if you know anything that can help us, please. Not just, this isn't for our sake, this is for everyone. The, all the worlds, all the people. Enough. The gentleman behind you says. Turn and look at him. You're not going to believe this. But I didn't blow up. Your Tompkins? And kind of looks down. <laughs> well, it's an honor to meet you. I'll hold his hand out. He, he shakes it, but he doesn't know why. He seems a little unsure, like... Mm. I know you're probably scared. And, I mean, rightly so. It's... It's scary. I won't lie, I'm, I'm scared myself. One of them speaks up, like, finally someone out of the crowd speaks up and says, Are you a dreamwalker? Yes. I am. And they all start to murmur a little bit. What What do you know about the dreamwalkers? To kind of look at each other and look at you. Well, you're supposed to be the protectors. One of the kids says. We're trying, buddy. We're trying our best, but our numbers are dwindling, and like I said, they're smart. The, the nightmares, they're getting smarter, and without without One very many of, people, of us... like a younger kid, says, like, are you here to stop us? And the parent puts his hand around his, uh, his little kid's mouth. Shh. Where, where are you going, if I might ask? I see you're all leaving your home. Tomkin speaks up at that point. He says, what... What are you here for then? You here for Are you here for answers? Do you want to speak a little bit? I guess what are you what are you truly asking of of me? Well, I was going to ask you to come back with us to the or with me to the to the tavern at the end of dreams. A tavern our only... With the bartender? Yeah. It's our only safe place right now. He looks over at his, his companion and she says, I don't know. What's, what's wrong with the tavern? Just look at each other. We have a I can answer questions that you have, I suppose, and we can talk about stuff, but we have a fairly important meeting. 
should probably get to that first. Um, sure. By all means, take care of your your business. Um, I guess I should. You want me to go? Is that is that what that's the face is for? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a kind of a quintel thing. Right, right. Um, well, how how long is this going to take? About you think? Like, well, I don't want to hold you up. Well, but it might be I a just... while. Okay. Can I just ask wh- why are you all leaving your homes? Wh- where are you going? We just look at each other. That's a really big question. And I'm still trying to figure it out myself because I didn't know this was happening. You don't know what was happening? What I said was happening? Or something else? I didn't know when he looks over to the crowd that there was talk about leaving. People talking back and forth, some murmurings and stuff. They're trying to decide if they should leave which it looks like they have, and where to go. Why, why are you leaving here? I mean, is something going on here specifically? There's a lot going on here. And, um, there's a lot going on everywhere. And so, the different, what's called them councils, he says as he looks at different areas, coming together to decide if the Quintel should leave. Where would you go? I mean, what's going to be safer than here? Not here. He says carefully. Can I ask what's... What, what, what is so bad about here? What? What's so terrible that's going on here that you have to get out? And they look at each other. I don't know how to answer this exactly without telling you. They're not debating whether or not they should leave Rolanus. It's bigger than that. Leave what, then? He looks really awkward when he says, he says, they're debating whether or not they're going to leave the Seven. The Seven? They nod. Can you do that? You can do anything if you put your mind to it, he says. Sure, but there has to be, like, ways, and I... That's nothing I've ever heard about ways to... That's not something I thought was possible, even. We're really good at walking. How can you be sure that... That's gonna be even safe enough as it is? How do you know that the nightmares don't reach to the other... Anywhere else? And just kind of looks at you. You don't. We do. You do. But now we're really getting into some trade secrets. This is Quintel business. Find a nice place to hang out. Maybe take a nap. Okay, but... 
guys are just gonna leave behind everybody else? See, I thought when I said what I said, that that would be the end. And then we would, like, leave, like, this kind of crazy, suspenseful moment. But, like, I feel like you ask a question, and then if I answer that question, will that will that answer be be good enough? I mean... Or will you ask another that, question? That was just sort of a blanket question to all of you to think about, I guess. Mm-hmm. No, that's why we're here. I guess. I didn't know this was happening. Honestly, I didn't get an invitation. <laughs> But we're here, and so I gotta check in. We all have to check in and figure out what's up. All right, well, um, I guess I'll step away, but I really just hope you guys all think about how you not. I really hope you don't abandon us all. We could. Use all the help we could get. And he'll turn and go find some place to yep. chill out. Where do you do you do you stay within the village or do you wander out to the outskirts? Um, he'll like walk around the village a little bit and then maybe like traverse the outskirts a bit, just kinda looking around. Yep, so I mean every house just about seems packed. Mm-hmm. They've got little little wagons. <laughs> They've got um travel bags and boxes and stuff like that so you're not sure how much of a vote there's gonna be about yeah whether to leave <laughs> right that said you do eventually find yourself on the river the water looks crystal clear and perfect and it's wonderful it's very calming and soothing not too far from here there's also a small little cave but you're far enough away that you're respecting their privacy So, Vernon and Tristana, Trishana, depending on how the (laughs) local dialect, the region, you two are able to travel the branch ways. Although, you're careful upon Patch's instruction to stay on the same branches so that you can travel together. You continue to walk. The night sky continues uh, to hang overhead. Tristana's unusually quiet. As you continue your journey... You notice a few things. One of them is that the branches are getting wider, slowly smoothing out and getting wider, almost flattening out as well. The other thing is that you're walking towards daylight. The further you get, the closer, the the more you can feel a breeze on your cheek. You continue going forward and that wind starts to pick up more and more. Until eventually, it becomes something of almost a hassle. You're still able to weather it. But these winds are ferocious. And by the time you've kind of come to terms with making sure you can keep your balance and kind of pushing against it again, it's not detrimental yet. But it is, it will be a problem at some point if it were to persist. You're able to look down and notice that you're no longer walking on branches. You're walking on naturally occurring stonework. And as you kind of gain a sense and understanding of where you're at, you're able to see that you are hundreds of feet in the air. This stonewalk is all that's keeping you from an eventual 
impossible to avoid death. You're able to take uh, take scope, take take a sense of your surroundings, and see there are four of these pathways suspended, and they are what leads you from one mountain to another. These pathways are expansive, and how well does Tristana know uh, Rolanus? I think pretty well, because she kind of explored a little bit before she ended up accidentally in the rounds. Do you have survival? Yes. Okay, let's go ahead and roll a survival check. Oh, no! Okay, so... (laughs) I just grabbed a random dice out of my bag, and this was one of my friend's cursed die that you're only supposed to use for charisma rolls. Oh no. So naturally I rolled a one. <laughs> it's not charisma. Why did you do that? I just grabbed it. I didn't see what dice it was until I rolled it. And then it was a one. This is a region that you are not familiar with. So I can't tell you anything else. But these pathways are crisscrossing against each other. Now, all of that would normally be important. You not knowing where you are on your own world would unsettle you. However, I'm already unsettled. I know that this isn't, this is hashtag not my Rolanus. <laughs> <laughs> what concerns you even more, though, is the scene that unfolds in front of you. About 60 feet away from you, there are two people who seem to be in terrible danger. One of them is a type of person that you would be familiar with. They are uh, rather large, they're about almost seven and a half, eight feet tall. Um, they have thick brown fur and they are what you would know on this world as a bearkin. Uh, a humanoid bear, essentially. They are holding something that seems to be incredibly precious to them. Can you please describe Mabel for me, Callie? <laughs> Mabel is a little mouse folk. She's white with big old ears, big black eyes. She's got um, her black leather, like, kind of musketeer-looking outfit on. Kind of like a goth musketeer look. Her little her little hat. Um, there's also, like, some silver and teal, like, accessories on her outfit as well. She has a rapier at her side. Probably a book. And then probably also holding a silver bell in one hand. The silver bell is not in your hand. It's on the ground because you cannot hold anything when you're unconscious. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> this this bearkin is holding you tight across uh, against his chest as he has one hand out in some kind of like offensive offensive stance, desperately clinging to uh, any hopes of survival. Around him, Coming out of that stonework, there are four massive golem-like creatures that seem to be every bit as a part of the stonework as they are fearsome. They have broad shoulders. Um, They seem uh, to be able to almost glide across the floor. But what might really worry you is that one of them, his arm has exploded into a thick, uh, almost like flat surface, like a shield. And he's able to take his other arm and do the same. 
and he looks like he's getting to rush this barrican off the platform. The barrican that's holding the small, precious little mouse folk. And he looks over to you and he says, huh, who are you? It doesn't matter. Help us. Help us now. He screams it in terror. I would like to cast Flaming Sphere, please. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's roll initiative. Okay, sorry. You said to roll initiative, right? Yep. Well, keeping up a long tradition of shit rolls. <laughs> so, after that desperate call for help, Tristana. I would like to do a fire, please. Can I make a fireball? Uh, yes, I'm going to do a flaming sphere. I'll cast it and ram it. It's a dex save. So I rolled a 14. Uh, that is a failure. All right, so I uh, point my finger towards the creatures, and I shout, Flaming sphere! <laughs> and there's just, like, a spark <laughs> that that travels <laughs> and then once it gets to the creatures it just explodes into what is it like five feet of sphere a five feet foot <laughs> diameter of sphere mm-hmm. of fire all right for 40 all right so yeah after that kind of explosion it turns to look at you it did not seem to recognize or take into account your existence but you made a great argument so um, it dips into the stonework and then you can't see it and then it explodes right in front of you and starts to like kind of tower over you as my bonus action I want to summon I want to burn astral dice to summon Hikari um, so it's almost like unconscious on Tristana's part and her elemental stone uh, just kind of starts glowing from her her pocket and then uh, you know it just light just grows and grows and suddenly it's a line and suddenly it's the the police outline that is Hikari (laughs) (laughs) I I was thinking Sting for a second (laughs) that's that's what Hikari looks like looks like Sting (laughs) the police outline of Sting No, like a dead body outline. The shape of your heart, is that what he looks like? Is that what she looks like? And then after that, the the bearkin that you've uh, de facto come to defend, he sees his chance, and he rushes forward with incredible speed and is attempting to attack this creature from the back. So you watch as he races over there and suddenly, like, takes, like, a half step and then... seems to almost supernaturally speed next to the creature and with that um, he kind of pulls back and throws this wild swing into the back of the creature but is not able to connect and then follows it up with a very solid attack and he's able to just knock a small chunk out of the creature and after that the other three begin to move uh, one of them gets right behind this bearkin. The other two, uh, you're not sure where they are, but Vernon, you're able to see they're actually traveling underneath the stonework upside down. Mm. 
and then with that, it's Vernon's turn. Okay, so just to be sure, does the bear look injured or just the mouse? He looks injured, but not by much. Then I'm going to... uh, Vernon reaches out his hand and says, "Uh, we are here to help you. And as a bonus action, I'm going to cast Sanctuary on the bear. So until the end of the spell when I lose my concentration uh, anything attacking him has to you know that goes away if he attacks right? Well hopefully he okay, calms just, down Yeah. Um, okay <laughs> it's Paddington. They, <laughs> any attacker has to pass a wisdom saving throw in order to hit him or they have to choose a new target uh, as I'm doing that I will be drawing my sword with my other hand to chop up the thing that came close to Tristana. It doesn't matter because I only rolled a 2, which is only a 10. So a swing and a miss. Alright, it is a new round, Tristana. So I'll do um, Hikari first with her Searing Slash (laughs) on Brosif. Now here's the problem. Vernon and you are, like there's 10 feet of space, and it's you and Vernon. Okay, yeah, because Hikari has to be next to me, so I guess. Then never mind, Hikari's just going to chill, maybe like... Well, you could move first. Move? I'll move. Perfect. I like the way you think. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I'm going to move. And then I'm going to have Hikari attack. Uh, I rolled a 15 plus... So math twenty one. Twenty one. Yep, that's a hit. Um. So Hikari um takes her sort of hand outline and just kind of karate chops the creature. And as she she does, her hand just gets like a little bit brighter and more intense and more fiery, less solid, more like little wispies. So that is seven damage from Hikari. All right. So after that that crash of light, <laughs> um, anything else you're doing before we we're done? Yes, I can do cure wounds on the little mouse in mm-hmm. Paddington's hand. So. Do you have to touch, or is it just range? I forget. It is touch, but I moved. Can I move towards Paddington and his little mouse friend? You would have to try to move through this creature's space. But yeah, you can oh. do that. Yeah, it's got it's, you've got room. Yeah, yep. So you're able to navigate around, and though you are kind of walking almost on the edge of this walkway, you're able to get there. I'm sure it'll work fine because it's more dramatic. Yes, <laughs> if I do, and I, I don't know if Rolanus works like this anymore. Well, like Tristana isn't sure if Rolanus works like this, but why wouldn't it? All right, so All right. that is. Seven hit points for Mabel. And as a as a Ooh. light summoner, what is your does your cure light does your cure wounds look different than than normal, or what does it look like? Um, so I think it looks kind of like a strobe light. So hopefully the wound <laughs> I'm curing is not epilepsy. Oh my god! And it just kind of epilepsy. <laughs> Cut that picture. I'm sorry, I made that joke. Oh it's okay. God. As somebody who suffers from epilepsy, I approve this joke. So yes. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just kind of like blam, 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 blam for each hit point. It's a, it's strobe <laughs> per hit point. Yeah. 
All right, so Mabel, your eyes <gasps> kind of flutter. You go into a seizure. <laughs> no, no. You suddenly just kind of jolt to life. Uh, are we okay? It's, oh, that is not okay. We're okay right not now. Okay. We've got help. We have help? Oh, good. Okay. Hi. Hello. All right. So that creature looks angry. It's it's like it's filled with rage and it is going to try to attack you attack which, who which you oh you know who no uh, <laughs> it is going uh to attempt to shove tristana uh oh she on the edge all right so we're doing strength athletics versus strength athletics or dexterity acrobatics your choice let's do dexterity just straight up. I don't have any of those skills. Why would I? <laughs> that is a seven. <laughs> I got a six. <laughs> I did it! Amazing. Amazing. Tristana was sure it would work, and she's back Ooh. on her home world, so and how, that's why. How do you get out of this? Like, so it, it comes together, and then just... Puts those arms down like shields. I just, I just eat myself under its legs. <laughs> it doesn't have any legs. <laughs> oh, then I don't do that. Fair. <laughs> I just, uh, I just do a little, a little tumble somersault out of its way. <laughs> a tumble salt. All right. <laughs> so you're able to definitely maneuver and uh, muscle for rank, and luckily you're okay. <laughs> Paddington seems to rec recognize what you've done around him, but he sees that Mabel is no longer a part of it because she's awake. So he puts Mabel down behind him and then prepares to unleash. So you watch first as he kind of just like his shoulders kind of like pop and he twists and he almost goes down on all fours. He begins to look a lot more feral than he did previously. And with like this kind of like kind of like roar, you watch as he kind of goes into this almost bloodlust. After that, so you watch as he pulls back and he just begins to unleash like he one devastating blow after the other. And after he's uh, done a number of these uh, vicious attacks, you watch as the first two crash into it, and you watch as the stonework breaks. And underneath it, you watch as these massive metallic, uh, the framework of wings begin to reach out. Before they have a chance to do whatever they're going to do, he does a, two more blows and is able to shatter the entirety of the creature. Whatever it was going to do, whatever was going to happen, you watch as it shatters and its pieces fall over the side. But he's... He does not seem to be sated. He's he's still like, <laughs> almost on all fours in like this guttural rage. After that are the other three. One of them comes up over the side and is uh, attempting to uh, land a blow on Tristana. Can't touch me. Twenty three. Uh, yeah, I'm dead. It's fine. You're dead. Uh, it comes over the side and then kind of like comes up like it's getting ready to dunk. 
then eight damage, and you are knocked prone automatically. Oh, oh no, you're knocked prone. And then I make a concentration check for my flaming sphere. Yep. Oh, yeah. I got five. And then uh, one of them erupts behind you, uh, Vernon. Mm-hmm. And that is 15. No. Yeah, so you're able to turn around and how, how do, you, do you just take it? Do you dodge it? Do you uh, shield it? Actually, right now, Vernon is too busy paying attention to Tristana. So if it came from behind, it just sort of smashes up against his armor and he'll turn slowly to look at it. And then one more on Mabel. Yeah. I got a uh, 14. Miss. Mabel, like, he just he just set her down, and she just quickly, like, darts to the side. Um, just, like, a little, little scurrying mouse. She just does a little scurry, like, ah! We have Vernon. Um, can I... Help Tristana up from being prone and also attack? Or is that um, too much? I think that we'll call it a bonus action to pick her okay. up. Then I want to Interact. help her. <laughs> yeah, I want to help her stand up. And then uh, the one that just tried to crash over me, I am going to try to kill him. Oh, baby. Uh, that is a 29 because I rolled a 20. So uh, he helps Tristana up. And then finishes the slow turn towards him and then just tries to run it through and uh, 14 points. All right, yeah, so that's a pretty successful blow. Um, though you haven't quite gotten through the stonework yet. His body seems, uh, his, his body is ready. After that, Mabel. First question, just real quick. Are any of them close by each other or is it just like all one by one on each people? Well, they're all spread out, essentially. Okay. All right, well, in that case, so first I will cast a spiritual weapon right next to... We'll go for the one that's hitting Tristana. That is the tragedy. It's the thing that Mabel's still wrestling with. What? The fact that she doesn't have any magic. It's why this this journey has been so dangerous. She doesn't have any magic. Oh, God. Oh, no. And you see Kelly furiously swiping through sheets. Well... (laughs) Who else can I play to save me from this? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, shit. Okay. Mabel um, knows what happened. Mabel's still dealing with the ramifications of what happened. Mabel understands you- that Rolanus, whatever it is now, has cost her many things. But one of the things <sighs> most dear to her would be her ability to cast magic. So is that, does that mean I don't have my staff of healing that I can use anymore? You have the staff. I can use that at least. So far. Okay. So that's really interesting that Mabel's magic doesn't work anymore, but mine still does. So. Oh, did they. Is the bar. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Oh. oh. Yeah, Kelly? Oh, man. Did I fuck up bards on this world? <laughs> Did I fuck up bards? <laughs> did I fuck up bards on this world? <laughs> well, not me, but did we just... I don't know. Is it, is it, are bards fucked up on this world? Okay, well, in that case, uh, I guess I'll use my action to cast... Sorry. <laughs> That's Sorry. a great question. That's a great quote. <laughs> <laughs> did I fuck up bards on this world? <laughs> Shit! <laughs> what is the data quote, Nathan? Do you want to say it? What? Oh, yeah, you... Uh... 
you either die a hero or live long enough to be a wor- uh, to become a world walker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did I fuck up parts of this yep, world? Yep, yep, yep. Is totally a world walker line. Like, <laughs> shit. What did we do here? Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if I can use the, the, the staff, I guess I'm going to use the staff. I'm going to cure wounds myself. Uh, do a third level cure wounds. Does it work? Can I do it? Yeah. yeah. The tragedies that befell you did not befall your staff. I'm really curious. I really want to know if you you messed it up for the whole world or if it was just you. I don't you. know. So 23 health back. And so since I don't have... Um, I don't have magic do i still have my bardic abilities like just for inspiration let's find out yeah you do you do okay okay <laughs> okay <laughs> um so can I, I can can i grab my bell as like a free action because i can interact yeah. right okay so she'll grab her bell off the ground and ring it towards paddington and give him um uh, bardic inspiration, a D10. Alright, cool. Dang. It's a new round, and it's Tristana's round. It's Tristana's moment. They they did away with my flaming sphere, and I just sort of like, uh, fine, try this one! I really love role-playing games, except for when I have to counter do math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... 2019. 2019? That's 29. Ah. <laughs> 2019. What did I just say about math and counting? <laughs> <laughs> so, 29 final answer? Tw- yes, 29 final answer. So you watch as that explosion goes off and it engulfs and nearly shatters all of your targets your friends how many can you uh, keep safe four so i get a i have to do a deck save on my own spell all right so i i i get really angry and the the fire that comes out of my the ember that explodes into a sphere and then into a fireball is a lot bigger than i expected to so i try to like really quick Ah, I missed it by more than I thought I did. I thought I missed it by one, but I missed it by like four. Um, so yeah, I'm, I, I try to like do a little, a little, uh, what's the like handstandy thing? Back handspring and fail and (laughs) just sit on your butt, get burned. How much damage did I say it was? Uh, 29. And I have one hit point. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! If Tristana gets hit, if Tristana goes out from her own fireball, like that's the way she would want to go. <laughs> so the stone shatters on all these creatures, and they're reduced to near rubble. But instead, what you find underneath them are these twisted metal-like. Uh, almost like skeletons they still have stone kind of laced in them um but they spread out these kind of massive wings and the metal it's not like they are constructed it's weird twisted like a weird combination of like a it's like a metal 
that has like a stony sheen to it that you've never seen before. It defies all sorts of logic and as it stretch out, your mind fills as it's on the cusp of, of losing almost like a touch of its own understanding of reality as finally uh, something that resembles like maybe a chest, like a rib cage kind of spreads out. And as it opens up, you're waiting to see, is it going to reveal something? Is there some kind of heart? What is this? And as it stretches out, it just goes... And there's like this metallic scream rips out as the rib cage reveals itself. Maybe not to be a rib cage as much as a mouth that's twisted and gnarled vertically. What the fuck is this shit? Um. Alright then, I'll just have Hikari fuck him up. Uh, that's a natural 20, my friend. Nice. Ooh, Kill them all. Get it, get it. Uh, 10 total. Alright, so you, yeah, you watch as that metal starts to to twist and succumb to the to the uh, the intensity of the heat, but it's still there. Okay, second attack. Thirteen. Thirteen is not a hit. It's able to twist and move out of the way of that. So it no longer seems to have the mass, the strength to knock you over, which is good. It is, <laughs> however, going to make an attack, and it rolled a sixteen. Can I cutting words it? Go for it. Minus five. Oh, it still hits you barely. Oh, man. It seems distracted by whatever you Fuck. shout, but it does impale you. Damn it. Well, I'm at zero hit points. Yep. So it runs you through, and it has the effect of a grapple as it runs one of those twisted, sharp angles it has into your shoulder and lifts you up. Tristana turns into a rag doll and Hikari disappears. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of World Walkers. Uh, if you like what you heard, please take a moment to subscribe that we don't miss any of the episodes. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, patreon.com slash worldwalkers has even more stuff for you. If that, uh, you know, if that intrigues you, if you sat there the whole time and you're like, oh God, what if there's more out there? Thanks to the musicians and thanks to Sirenscape for letting their work be used. You can find links to their work in the show notes and we will see you next time. I also want to thank Megan, who is sitting on the phone with me right now because I had such a hard time talking out loud that like for some reason I just couldn't get over some like anxiety. So Megan is sitting on the phone with me right now. So it feels like I'm talking to a real person. Uh, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Megan on speaker. Hold on. <laughs> this is the best content because you broke up really bad. <laughs> what do you want to say to the fans, everyone who's like, oh my god, it's Megan. This is why I'm here. I've been waiting for how many seasons? I'm sorry, I'm eating a bean burrito. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's culturally insensitive. Um, I'm eating a bean wrap. Thank you. Oh, so you appropriated my bean burrito. Oh, my God. There's no <laughs> winning. Uh, we'll bye. see you guys next time. Say bye. Bye.